Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Black and Blue Pod. New to the show? Let me break it down for you, nice and simple. My name's Matt McLaughlin. I am the creator and host of most episodes. On the show, I bring on friends and interview some very interesting guests. Here to talk sports, music, entertainment, and we're not going to leave anything off the table. We're here to bruise egos. My generation of common is him just being on Microsoft commercials. No running back should ever be in an MVP consideration. Eat up, bud! Eat up! We ask hard-hitting questions. Goodfellas are the godfather. This is dangerous work down here. Better guitarist with the name Jimmy. Jimi Hendrix or Jimmy Page. Are aliens real, yes or no? And have incredible moments that will leave you wondering. What the hell's going on out here? Thank you all for tuning in and enjoy the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen, wherever, whenever you may be listening to this. Noah and I are coming at you hot and heavy. That's what she said. As we are looking to give you a big preview of Super Bowl 55. It is coming up this Sunday. We are recording on Thursday night. I almost said Friday, Thursday night. We're getting ready. Chiefs versus Buccaneers, Brady versus Mahomes. It's going to be hyped up over the next few days as we get closer and closer to kickoff. I'm your host, as always, Matt McLaughlin, coming at you. We are going to try and give you our best preview and uh, bets, if we have any, any prop bets. Some of the coin toss bets that I've seen floating around on the internet, absolutely fucking nuts. Gatorade color, we get into that one? Oh, my God, yeah, of course. That's always a classic. The over-under on the national anthem, that's a good go-to. I would probably bet – I don't know what the over-under is, but I would bet under, like, three minutes. I think that's probably – so the over, I think it's actually one hour, one minute and 50 seconds. Bro, there's a national anthem for one hour. We got to, we got to reevaluate the I kickoff just, process. Uh, survey. I'm in a sports business club at Penn state and they sent out like a survey for the people in the club to do. And one of the, it's like a Super Bowl questions thing. And one of them was over under a minute and 50 seconds for the national anthem. I think I took the under. I, I take under, I take I under. Think I think under, two minutes, two minutes is, is very difficult to to stretch out for a national anthem. Agreed. Agreed. I'm taking unders in this game though. We're going to get to it, but uh, I, I say, <laughs> we're going uh, unders. Wow. Wow. The, so big the, conference changes. the conference games are not kind to me. Actually, no, I bet on the chiefs. The chiefs was good. Uh, Rogers failed me and the Packers and Matt LaFleur. They failed me with the, uh, they failed a lot of people. Uh, they failed myself as well. Uh, do you want to recap the conference championship games while we're, while we're talking about it or just go straight into the Super Bowl? Uh, we can touch on it quickly. I mean, it's honestly not really in my head anymore because it's been over 10 days ago. That but is true. One thing that is say, a good point. The, the Chiefs-Bills game, what happened is kind of what I thought was going to happen. I think I said that on the pod before those games. I just thought the Chiefs were a better team. And it wasn't really a knock on Buffalo. It's just that the Chiefs have Mahomes. They've got Andy Reid. They've got Travis Kelsey. They've got Tyreek Hill. It's just too much for the Bills for their first time really being in that situation, uh, I think, to handle and the Chiefs were really in control of that game from the middle of the first quarter on uh, all the way out through. So that's all I really have to say on that game, kind of what I expected from the Chiefs. As far as Green Bay, Tampa, I hated the decision to not go for it on fourth down from Matt LaFleur. I'm not as sure. As many people would be in the same boat with you. Yes, I agree. I, I hated that decision. I will say Rodgers probably should have ran on third down. I've watched that play a bunch of times. He think he could have ran in for a touchdown, but he's not as mobile as he used to be. That's something you can debate. And I think, you know, betting on Rodgers betting on his arm rather than his legs makes sense too. Um, I thought he was really good in the game, actually. I don't want to say that he failed me. 
he just wasn't great. And that was the problem. He needed to be great to overcome the Tampa Bay pass rush and to overcome what Brady threw at him in the first half and just kind of the mojo, this road warriors type thing that Tampa's had going on. Uh, he really needed to have a great game and have that kind of MVP Hall of Fame type game. And I don't think he had that. He had a very good game, threw for over 300 yards, had a couple big time drives to get them back from down three possessions to one possession and uh, put them in a position where they could have won. They just weren't able to make that last play. And I think uh, that's just kind of been indicative of Rodgers in Green Bay over these last seven or eight years now. Where they, you know, seven or eight. That is a big stretch. It is, that's- though, because like, listen, they've gotten how many championship games and lost now? Five? Five in a row, is it? It's four or five. NFC championship games? Yeah. They have not gone to five NFC championship games in a row. Well, no, 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 not in a row, but in that like eight-year span, eight or nine years. Oh, 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 oh. Because listen, uh, well, they lost the Giants in the division round in 11 after they won the Super Bowl. They lost to Atlanta in the championship game. They've lost to Seattle maybe twice in the championship game. I know they lost once. They've lost to San Francisco in the playoffs twice, one in the divisional, one in the championship. And, um, you know, they lost this game against Tampa. They've just lost a lot of these late round games in the postseason, not being able to get out of the NFC. Um, I'm a big Rodgers fan, so I'm not going to sit here and start knocking him really. But I think you have to acknowledge it at this point, right? I think a lot of that was health. We we saw a couple of seasons where he was his seasons were ended due to, like, there was that one season he had someone, a defensive tackle, I forget who it was, like gave him a dirty hit and just drove him down into the turf and injured his shoulder, which really messed him up the rest of the year. Uh, but all the blame is going to fall on Matt LaFleur, at least from my end. I think even if Rodgers does run it and only gets two to three yards, you still go for it. You still have Devontae Adams. You still have Lazard. You still have big Bob Tunyon. Like you still have these weapons, and I think you go for it. Trying to kick a field goal and bank on your defense getting the ball back with less than a little over two minutes. It wasn't even that much over two minutes uh, remaining in the game is ridiculous. If you are a football coach, you grow up knowing in situational football with two minutes left, you're likely not get the ball back. And on fourth and third and goal, fourth and goal, whatever, you got to go for the end zone. Even if you get an incompletion or a turnover on third down, third and goal, you got to live with that result. And especially when I have a guy like Devontae Adams, I'm just, just throw it up to him and he's going to go get it. Rodgers and Adams missed on a touchdown pass earlier in the game, but I think you still go to that connection. Adams is not a guy who I'm going to all of a sudden stray away from and start not, not throwing to him just because he missed a couple of catches or missed a, a timing route or something like that. He's not going to make that mistake twice. So it was more about Matt LaFleur and the AFC championship. You pretty much said it all. The Chiefs are the Chiefs, which is why this Super Bowl matchup is so huge. And it was a great run for Bills Mafia. The Bills are built for the future. They really are a team that if they can get more defensive players, hopefully through the draft and get more young guys, I think that's secondary they could address and tweak a little bit. But other than that, they're pretty much all around just completely strong in all facets of the game for the most part. And but I think the Chiefs, like we talked about, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. And Tyree Kill is a guy who we're going to get into. He's just absolutely insane. You can't tackle this guy. He has jets for feet. You Dude, cannot the tackle third him. And the third down out routes where, you know, they roll Mahomes out and he runs a little out route. It's completely unstoppable. It's probably the most unstoppable play in football because he's able to beat whoever yep. he wants to the boundary. And he's, you know, so shifty where he can just get an extra two or three yards like nothing. 
And, and that's literally if they're in third and short situations, you can't get them off the field. They also have Kelsey who they can, you know, do play action, get him over the middle one on one with a linebacker. And it's just, you know, Kelsey's going to win. That's that, that's, they have two really unstoppable plays and players. And I mean, we're going to get into the game with Tampa, how you stop them. I don't know, but um, Buffalo just wasn't in position to do that. Definitely. So let's get into the Super Bowl. Nice little segue there. Uh, obviously, Chiefs, well, I shouldn't say obviously, but obviously this is a big matchup. People are going to blow it out of proportion and say, is this the passing of the torch from Brady to Mahomes is the greatest of all time, assuming that the Chiefs get the W. We're going to see. We're going to give our predictions and everything like that. But the Chiefs are coming in minus three favorites. A little bit of a tight spread coming into this game. Most Super Bowl spreads are tight for the most part. But I think – these teams met in week 12, Kansas city won 27 to 24. I think Tampa Bay was at a stage where they were still trying to figure out those parts. So I do not think it will be a repeat. I think the Tampa Bay is going to come out much better, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You know, Todd Bowles is going to be trying to send pressure, get Mahomes, uh, get Mahomes to make early decisions and get the ball out of his hands quick. And I think that's going to be critical to, Tampa Bay success or failure, no matter how the, which way this game goes. Do you think that, um, what was my, I was blanking on a question here. Like, how do you think the, what will be the most important component for each team to succeed and get the trophy pretty much? Uh, Tampa's got to do what they've been doing and that's getting pass rush, just nonstop pressure. Shaq Barrett and JPP have been playing out of their minds um, and then Levante David and Devin White creating havoc in the backfield and just being these speed, speedy linebackers who can get out to the edges and really take away the outside run game. Like those guys just have been dogs really these last three weeks. They've got after yep. Brady, they got after Rodgers. And that's, you know, we've seen it in the playoffs going after Brady. Now they have him on their side. I think it's going to be the same thing with Mahomes, force him to make plays with his legs. He's more than capable of it. You know, Mahomes obviously I think is a lot more healthy now than he was two weeks ago, uh, having some time off and being able to heal that foot. I don't think it's fully healed, but, you know, so he's probably not going to be at 100% mobility, but he's definitely closer to where he'd like to be. But they're going to have to force him out of the pocket. And obviously Mahomes is probably the best quarterback in the league out of the pocket. The, we've seen all the sidearm throws that he's been able to make against his body across the field. That's how they've torched teams. That's how they torched Tennessee last year in the AFC Championship game too. Um, it's a tall order, but Tampa on defense needs to generate pressure and get Mahomes off the field for as long as they can. I think just control the time possession. Um, they're going to have to utilize Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny. He's going to have to. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't like the nickname either, but I had to drop it in there. Um, Joe Buck strikes again. Yeah, right. Uh, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to run down their throats, though, because uh, the Chiefs' defense. I'm not that impressed by. I think it's good. I don't think it's great. I think you can beat them. I think you can score on them. I think Tampa will score over 20 points in this game. Uh, it's just a matter of can they hold the Chiefs to around 20 points. That's kind of where I have the ballpark. I'm not gonna say my score yet, um, <laughs> but that's that's for the Bucks. And then as far as the Chiefs go, it's really just you know can they force Brady into a turnover or two on defense and on offense just be the Chiefs like can we play our game can we get off quick can we not have these like slow starts you know they did start nine nothing against Buffalo like against Tampa that might be a little bit harder to come back from they've had kind of some sluggish starts in the regular season too when it looked like they were just going through the motions this is the Super Bowl I don't anticipate them going through a period where they're not engaged fully um, but you want to see them get off I think the Chiefs you know scoring first will help them because you've seen Tampa like last week that opening drive I think they converted three or four fourth or sorry third downs against green bay yeah able to score 
like that was deflating for the Packers from the minute I saw that I was like wow okay we're gonna have a great game here because if Rodgers got the ball and you know they went down the field and scored right away and it was seven nothing Packers and Lambeau and the fans are going crazy even though it's limited capacity you could see that being a lot harder of a task with the Bucks. but the Bucks had that immediate confidence boost I think the Chiefs you know you want to force Tampa three and out early in the game or you know don't let them get near territory you know win the field position battle, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's going to be a good game, though, because I've had a tough time picking a team and kind of sticking with it. Um, I've been kind of going back and forth between, you know, it's Mahomes, it's the Chiefs, I ride them all the time, and then kind of this road warrior Tampa team that's now for some reason or somehow playing at home in the Super Bowl, and they've got Brady, and, you know, you see all the, the media coverage with him, and I kind of make fun of it, but then I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, he left New England, New England, Bill Belichick, they didn't make the playoffs, and he's in the Super Bowl again, like, you got to give him a lot of props. You got to be really impressed. And um, he doesn't come to these games to losing them. He comes to win. He doesn't look at winning the NFC as some big accomplishment, really. I think he's all about just winning the Super Bowl. This is 10th Super Bowl. And um, I, he's got a lot of mojo right now. They've got a lot of karma on their side. I think Arians has done a great job down the stretch. I think it's going to be a great game. It will be a great game, hopefully. I, I really don't want this to turn into that uh, Denver-Seattle Super Bowl where Denver just got its absolute ass handed to him. I should say uh, I hated Seattle back then and I love Denver. I'm a big Peyton Manning guy. So my whole Oh yeah. Was Everyone was rooting for Peyton back then. So when that happened, I was that was literally the worst Super Bowl I think I've ever watched. Oh yeah. It was the worst Super Bowl probably of the decade. Like it was as one sided as it could get. But you mentioned that Tampa Bay's all of a sudden they're the first team to host to play in the host stadium, like it's their home stadium, Raymond James Stadium, or whatever it's called. Um, I think that will be a bigger factor than we can really comprehend. We saw uh, Green Bay was hosting limited fans. I think it was around lo- roughly 10,000 fans, maybe even less. And that still felt like a, a normal Green Bay game compared to what what was really taking place in Lambeau Field earlier in the regular season. Now the playoffs roll around. This stadium's going to have, I think it's around 20,000 fans, if I remember correctly. Uh, 20,000 fans, and it'll be like 50,000 like cutouts or whatever, something ridiculous. I don't know. But either way, I think that energy that the fans are going to bring in Tampa Bay, knowing how long it's been since the Buccaneers have been in a Super Bowl, I think that will be a factor that will take the Chiefs by surprise. But who knows how well – I mean, Chiefs fans are loyal, are one of the most loyal fan bases in the league. And who knows how far they travel? I, I wouldn't mind if I'm in if I'm in Kansas City. I wouldn't mind taking a trip down to Florida to catch Patty Mahomes throwing t- three tutties against Tom Brady. I wouldn't mind that at all. I want to get to Florida bad, man. I mean, I straight off topic. You're in the Northeast. This week's been fucking brutal. I I hate the snow. I absolutely hate the snow. I, I am it. moving down to Alabama. I don't care. I hate the snow. Interesting. If, if my all the places to pick <laughs> Alabama was the first place that came to mind because uh, I don't know. I was probably watching, I was probably watching the national championship or something. And I said, I was going to move down to Alabama. So I pretty much stuck with it at this point. Uh, but I just, I'm sick of the snow. And if, if anyone asks, are you going to be upset when there's no snow on Christmas? No, because I won't have to shovel anything or shovel my driveway. It's it's, it sucks. It sucks. I hate it, but whatever, whatever. How's the snow been in your area? Is it is it just as bad? Twenty two inches, I want to say. Oh we my god! So my oh. dad did a lot of it, which was nice of him. Usually, I'm doing it. There was one point three years ago. He was at a conference, and I was literally the only one in my house. 
and we had about 10 inches and I had to shovel like everything. We didn't have a snowblower at that time. And ever since that, we have a snowblower. So if that happens again, we've got it, but it was terrible. Dude. Like, it just gets me down. Like you ever just like, there's something that just puts you in a bad mood, makes you like question your mental state. Like it's a <laughs> in the house with snow for me. I was like, I'm starting to question my life choices because because <laughs> yeah because now we're at the age where it's like oh shit now we got to go shovel and we're not going to get any help that we're just going to be expected to do it all yeah. and my driveway is such a piece of crap yeah, that it's like you, you can't you can't the snowblower can't dig into it so it's like it's just packing the snow even more and it's just virtually not doing anything my car hasn't ran since august because i've been away at school so i just i started it once when i got back the alternator's busted or something and it just won't start. So that's a fun time. Your parents drive it when you're out. My dad would take it mine like once every two weeks just to run it. Yeah. My mom, I, I love my mom. She's one, she's the best mom, but she, she was honest with me, which I appreciate. She said, she said, yeah, me and my, me and your dad said, yeah, we were going to start it, but we just kept pushing that off until the next day. I was like, I was like, wow, thanks. At least they took, at least they took blame for it. Uh, yeah you can't go you can't blame honesty there but yeah i'm sick of the snow i want to move down to alabama somewhere south and warm hopefully oh miami miami this time of year that would be amazing i know i don't do anything don't talk about miami though we'll get into a tangent about the miami heat let's go back to football (laughs) yeah that's right that's right that's right it's injuries it's it's no bubble it's everything bro it's been a rough rough year just look at the eastern conference standings we're on top baby Here they come. We'll see. We'll see. see. But let's get back to the Super Bowl. So we talked. So injuries. Let me backtrack a little bit. So on the injury report, as of today, Thursday, February fourth, on the Chiefs side of the ball, Sammy Watkins and Demarcus Robinson are both questionable. Uh, Antonio Brown and Levante David for the Buccaneers are are questionable as well. Do you see these injuries? If any of these guys aren't going to be cleared in time for the game do you think that could play a huge factor well if Levante David misses the game yes but I don't think any of these guys are going to miss the game usually I mean do you ever like look at the Lakers injury reports just to see like LeBron and Anthony Davis are questionable yeah because they like want to be like yeah I'm playing in this game like I'm banged up you know I'm not 100% but I'm going to play I think that's exactly what this is like these guys if they're physically able to move and tackle like Cole Beasley had a broken fibula and he played in the AFC championship game. That is crazy. That like, is crazy. Like, as long as these guys like don't have broken fibulas, they're going to play. Cole Beasley about a dr- drop of rap song about how he just played through a broken fibula. I would love to hear that shit. He about a body of beat. I saw you interacting with, uh, with hip hop accounts on Twitter the other day. That was oh yeah. That was fun. That was a fun people time. People at you about like, the account not being that great. I don't, I don't know. I, two things of it. I'm, I, I've stayed off Twitter largely for the last few weeks. It's been nice for uh, mental health. Hey, follow the Black and Blue Pod on Twitter. Black and Bo- Blue P O One. Yeah, why is it B- one? Why is it one? I don't understand that. Because I think Black and Blue Pod got taken, and I think my my dumb so brain just short circuited. Like the, the O and the one look like an O D a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, my my short my stupid brain short circuited and was like, let me put in a one. That'll make sense, and everyone will find it. Like yeah. that just. If I this just, pod gets bigger, you're gonna have to figure out a way to get a better. Hope. Pack. Yeah, that is true. That I I trust me. I've been looking to change that for a while now. Uh, but yes, I will have to change that. But follow us on all of our other social media accounts. Shameless plug. Right. Uh, but other than that, 
yeah i mean twitter twitter can be the no, best thing no in the world or the worst thing instagram uh, no broader 20 on instagram too oh okay now For you're just plugging one. yourself okay i didn't plug myself all right they Let's... know who you are they don't know they don't know me personally if any match that is true fair enough instagram. well they don't yeah yeah all right point taken i i concede that um i think antonio brown at if Antonio Brown doesn't play, I think that's a huge, huge loss. Obviously, Levante David's one of the biggest components biggest. of that defense. I they think that's a huge him. loss. They just won without him. Like, I, yeah, sure, it's you'd like to have Antonio Brown playing, but you don't think they can get by with you know like this guy? Uh, what's his name? Tyler Johnson makes like one ridiculous catch after another every week. It seems like that is, yeah. But I just Scotty Miller it's the, like. It's the Super Bowl. Antonio Brown has been there, which, by the way, two former Steelers are in this game, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, assuming Antonio Brown plays. Now, what do you think Ben Roethlisberger is doing looking at his TV, seeing Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown get to a Super Bowl without him? That's wild, in my opinion. Watching Juju's TikToks. <laughs> Bro, Juju and Chase Claypool got to get off the TikToks. I'm sick I'd... of Juju. I'm really sick. <laughs> He's not the number one receiver. Until that guy's you... a free agent. And, and I don't want the Eagles to get him. You should sign him instead of drafting one. Uh, I'd, I'd draft <laughs> one. I'd take the – give me a cheap contract that I could work with and deal with without the TikToks and the talking shit. I will, I would much rather draft one. Um, there's a guy in Oakland who's really good. His name's Nelson Aguilar. Do you think the Eagles would look into him? Listen, fuck Nelson Aguilar. That dude – one year, he gave us full effort, and he actually produced at a relatively good level. And then he can go into the Raiders locker room and assume that he can call out everyone for not giving effort. Nah, 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 nah. Double bird, sir. Fuck you. I, I am not taking effort lessons from Nelson Aguilar. I've seen the tape. The tape does not lie. I am not. Nope, nope, nope. People can say and, you know, uh, dwell on like oh why didn't we keep Aguilar there was a reason why the guy who said he was catching babies unlike Aguilar blew up because it was too true that guy was 100% right Aguilar didn't give us his full effort except for one season and outside of that I can't really like buy I wouldn't I would much rather him leave and go prove that he could be successful elsewhere rather than overpay for him and then he doesn't live up to that contract should have saved this for a Philly misery episode that's my bad that's that's true we will get another one of those episodes out in the way uh but there hey besides well the eagles suck but besides that the sixers are playing well the flyers lost but other than that i can't complain it, the phillies haven't played yet so they can't disappoint me yet but we got jt back so that's all that matters uh so i think antonio brown provides some experience just to get back to the super bowl uh i think he provides some key experience and trust that brady needs especially if this game turns into a track meet and the chiefs are just going up and down the field marching. I think Brady needs that weapon. He can trust. Yeah. He trusts Mike Evans or he trusts Chris Godwin, but I think there's a different level of trust with him and Antonio Brown where he trusts him almost. It feels like he trusts him on a similar level as like a Julian Edelman or a Danny Amendola or even a Gronk sometimes where he can just go up and get those balls. And I think we are going to see if, Tampa Bay falls behind early. I, I would not be surprised if Brady starts launching it and trying to get desperate and takes the Bruce Arians approach, no risk and no biscuit. 
Well, if he uh, does that, then I'll be con- concerned uh, because I will say this: Brady was awful in the second half of that Green Bay game. He was really bad. Yeah, yeah. It's been the one thing that's steering me away from Tampa Bay. Um, I'm I'm leaning them. Still. He's steering I'm, you. Wait, time out. He's steering you away from Tampa Bay. No, the the second half of the Green. Oh, Bay oh, game. oh. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Just wanted to clarify that. Miss Miss heard that. No, uh, you know, I just keep going back to the second half of the Green Bay game. And yeah, Brady just looked completely lost um that's still in my head a little bit but you know they've been able to win through you know they didn't play a great game against Washington they won they could have lost the New Orleans game they won they're just finding ways to win so it feels kind of like a moot point it it does a little bit but I think one of those weren't weren't two of those interceptions off receivers hands though in the second half one of them was but it was a high throw uh he knew it was a bad throw you saw him like jump at it oh yeah yeah, yeah. he launched to Jair Alexander it was like he thought he had a one-on-one and he literally just launched it up, and Alexander just camped under it. One of the easiest picks I'll have. I mean, yeah, I, that was like an outfield fly ball. That was, yeah. And like when I see that, I'm like, okay, like that's a little scary. But Green Bay's secondary, I think, is better than the. Chiefs. Oh yeah. So there's a there's there's a lot to be said about it. I mean, um, I, I do want to go into the game in Week Twelve. You mentioned it. There, I think there's a little bit too much credit going to Tampa Bay. If it's a 27-24 game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers never had the ball with a chance to win that game. The Chiefs iced the game in the fourth quarter in the end of it. They had to run a third down play. They ran that out route to Hill, and that completely killed mm-hmm. the game. I'm pretty sure it was like 27-10 at one point. I might be wrong, but it was like it was it was a two-possession game. And the Chiefs kind of got bored in the fourth quarter after Tyree Kill at 200 yards and Tampa came back and scored twice. So the score looks closer. It's one of those games where, oh, 27-24, three-point game. Tampa wasn't clicking yeah. at that time. Uh, but if you watch that game, it didn't really feel close at all until like the end where you're like, oh, wow, if Tampa gets a stop here, they might get a chance to kick a field goal to tie it. But they didn't even get that chance. So I think that's been a little bit overstated. No, definitely. And I already know CBS is going to come in hyping that matchup up. Yeah, Romo, like- Romo's going to be oozing all over that game. He's going to be, oh, it's going to be. I'm excited. I'm like, I'm just, I'm going to be excited to see how many times I'm going to ask myself, does Romo need to check his pants? Because I feel like this is going to be one of those games where Romo's like, Oh, what a great look. He had such a great feel for the ball and such a great feel for his line. He was doing all types of plays there, Jim. I was like, Oh God, Romo, Romo needs to relax a little bit. He's going to, he's going to start popping some stuff soon. Like let's, let's chill out, Tony. Let's relax here. Um, no, I'm, I'm totally with you, but um, I'm just I'm thinking about the, the Buccaneers, man. And I just have this 2011 Giants feel. They just with like JPP, it, like the shot. That is funny that JPP is back in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know it, it hurt a little bit watching <laughs> do that, but also I'm happy for him. Uh, yeah. you gotta hand it to JPP. He's done a uh, but on done a terrific job i don't know if i should boo for that that's kind of good I, i'll i'll give you that i'll give you the round of applause for that that was kind of that was a good one that was a good one um but they've got that giants feel they really do they're good on third down brady does enough to win the games like we had the eli debates eli didn't necessarily carry them in those games but he did enough to win those games and the defense is playing really well they've got a bunch of young players and you know a linebacker and in the secondary and their pass rush has been good they've been able to stop the run pretty well it's uh they've got the makings man they do and uh if you want to look at it from a talent standpoint i think we all agree that chiefs are a more talented team but uh i may disagree with you on that really i think here let me hear hear me out mahomes hill kelsey those three guys like it's just that the tampa's three guys on offense aren't even close to that 
and you're still looking at Hall of Famers, but they're not. I think, but you mentioned Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey. That's great. Three top uh, 20 players in football, maybe. De- defensively, they have Tyron Matthew and uh, Chris Jones, a very talented players. He's played well at corner. You know, they've gotten their, their Frank Clark's done a good job. Like, but, but Tampa Bay, like Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski. They're old, though, man. They're old. Like, I was, this is, Bro, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's playoffs. It's playoff Brady. Like this is this is this is Tommy six time Super Bowl champion Brady. Like this is this is a guy who knows this is Jordan level greatness, and he's gonna flip on that switch. And when you got the greatest of all time and one of the greatest tight ends of all time in Rob Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey is a great tight end, but he has a one to the level of Gronk has, or not and he will I think he will approach that level, but he's not there right now. I think that on the defensive side of the ball, Anton Winfield, those linebackers that we talked about, Devin White, Levante David, they still got in Donican Sue on that defensive line. Jason Pierre-Paul is still contributing at a really high level. Shaq Barrett was just leading the league in sacks a year ago. I think top five, the Chiefs are there. Yes, that goes to the Chiefs. Top five talent, absolutely. I just think the Chiefs are more top-heavy and the Buccaneers are more talented overall and more complete on both sides of the ball. That's where I – Yeah, I buy that. Because I saw I saw Get Up have this debate a little bit, and I was like, eh, like it's, it's give and take. It depends on what how you think this game is going to go. If this game goes to attract me, this goes to the Chiefs. Andy Reid's offensive mind is brilliant, and I don't think that Brady, who's – 43 years old we'll say people have been saying it all year he's 43 years old when is when is he gonna look like a 43 year old quarterback if this turns into a track meet i think we're gonna see more of the same uh tom brady from the second half of the packers game in the nfc championship but if the buccaneers defense steps up makes some key stops and gets the ball in brady's hands and they just control the clock i think that complete depth will outwin the top heaviness of the chiefs. Uh, but that's just my opinion. How do you, how do you think this game is going to go? If, I mean, do you think the same way or do you disagree yeah. with me? Like, what I'll do you get, think? My score prediction, I'll get into it now. So I think the bucks are going to come out firing just a gut feeling again. I think they're going to go up seven, nothing. I think Brady will throw a touchdown. We're going to be like this, this is going to be legit. It's going to be the same feeling we have with the green Bay game. I think the second quarter, the Chiefs are going to punch back. I think the Chiefs go into halftime leading, and we're a little bit like, okay, Brady's really going to have to make a big play here in the third quarter. And um, I just have a feeling the Bucks just going to pull it out in the end, man. It's I, I think the second half, if Brady could just play a more you know complete 60-minute football game, which he's obviously capable of doing, and they can generate enough pressure on Mahomes, it just feels like it's the Bucks' time almost. And, like the Chiefs have had this weird feeling about them, and I've kind of dismissed it, and I've said they're still the Chiefs. But all year they've kind of been going through the motions, and I feel like usually that might come back to haunt. That could come back to haunt you. Mm-hmm. And the Bucks are just riding this hot wave. It's in Tampa. They've, you know, all the Brady Belichick things that you're hearing about on Sports Center. It's got all the narratives. There's a lot of good love for Tampa. You know, they've they're in their home city all week. I just I think Tampa's going to win. It's a gut feeling. I'm also kind of trying to put the whammy on them a little bit because I've been not so great with my picks and I would like the Chiefs to win. So I'm going to pick Tampa Bay. 
Um, the over under is 56. I'm going to go under on that. I feel like Super Bowls, I, I don't wow. have the exact number on it, but I feel like they've gone under recently. Last year, I know it was under. I know the the Patriots Rams won two years ago or three years ago, whatever it was, was under. Oh, yeah. Eagles, Eagles Patriots one was obviously over, but that was kind of an outlier in these recent years. I'm going to say Bucks 24, Chiefs 20. And uh, that, that, that's wow. what I'm going with. And um, I already outlined, you know, the ways to win for both teams. I think JPP is going to make a huge impact. I think Shaq Barrett's going to make a huge impact. I think they're both going to have a sack. And um, I, I think it's going to be just that that far away from the Chiefs. Like, they're going to play a tough game. It's going to be really good. We're going to look back on it as a great Super Bowl. But uh, they're just going to be missing that one play from one of their playmakers that puts them over the top. So here's how I see the game uh, going. I, I agree with you in a couple of ways. And a couple of other ways I think this game is going to go a little differently. I think with the Chiefs, this they're going to come out like Cobra Kai from Karate Kid. They're going to strike fast, strike hard, no mercy, and they're they finally have the game where that they've been waiting for all season. Mahomes has been lighting up this postseason, and I think that's going to continue in the first half. Just like it's just incredible what this offense has done. So I think they're going to Andy Reid's going to finally now that the players have some motivation and finally have a trophy on the line, they're going to start coming out and just absolutely hungry. I mean, Tyreek Hill, he's had an incredible postseason. He's already got 282 yards through only two games. Two games they've had to play, and he has 282 yards, which is absolutely nuts. So I think the Chiefs are going to come out hard. I think they're going to come out fast, and I think they're going to get up on the scoreboard early. I think it'll be about a 10-0 gap through the first quarter. I think once Tampa Bay's defense settles down and they finally understand that this is just a regular game and they get the – the anxiety and the the butterflies out of their system a little bit towards the end of the first quarter. Okay. We make a stop. Let's get that momentum. Let's keep that momentum rolling. I think in the second quarter, Brady's going to come out doing what he does best, kind of like a reset. He'll cut the lead. I think it'll be about 10, seven by halftime. I think that's going to be where you see a stalemate and who's going to want it more on offense going into halftime. I think it's going to be around 10 to seven at halftime uh, going into the third quarter. I think Chiefs, they're going to do what they did in the first quarter. Just try and strike fast, get Tyree Kill out in space. Travis Kelsey, let's get him more involved and see how he handles uh, open field and try and shake some defenders for some big gains. So I think I think both teams will trade possessions. So I think it'll be around 21-18-ish. Uh, and then I think it's going to come down to which defense wants it more. And if that's the case, I got to go. I got to go Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is going to get a huge stop, and I think that they're going to get Tom Brady's Tom Brady on offense, get him on the field uh, when they need him most. And I think that's going to lead to a win, and I think it's going to lead to some huge – it's going to be the classic. Andy Reid fucks up with time management, makes one bad play. Andy Reid, sorry to interrupt you. You've been writing this Andy Reid time management thing for three weeks now. I'm hoping it – I want it to come true for you, but I, it might. Listen, I do not want it to come true for Andy Reid. I want this game to be the Chiefs gave it their all, and at the end of the day, the Buccaneers were just better. But as an Eagles fan, I have seen Andy Reid mismanage either time situations or risk player safety. We saw that in the AFC game against the uh, the divisional game against the Browns. He almost had Mahomes. If it, why would you call a, a a speed option on third and one at like midfield, not even in your own territory, and you have the game in hand pretty much. Why are you running it with Mahomes on a speed option? Why even take that risk? 
you don't got to do that. And that almost risked Mahomes getting a concussion and being out for uh, the AFC championship game, which was a huge scare, but thankfully he's all right by now. Uh, but I'm telling you, there will be one play. There will be one play call. There will be one timeout that he takes too early that will either provide a huge momentum swing or end up costing them the Super Bowl. I, I just think that's the way it goes. And I think Tom Brady is going to have that Jordan game six mentality of just go out, do what he has to do, crush the opponent, step on their throats and get a win. And it's going to build the legacy of Tom Brady even more. Uh, and Bruce Arians, I think, is going to get his first Super Bowl win as a head coach. So I think my final score is going to be 27-21 Tampa Bay. I know our score predictions are really close, but I think that's it's going to be a close game overall. Yeah, I think the Super Bowl is when we kind of have a read on the games that they're going to be pretty close. Neither team's going to blow the other team out. You kind of think that, like, mid-20 range. So the over-under being 56, I know you wanted to get into bets. That's, like, the number one thing I like is the under in this game just because I don't see it being, you know, 38-20. I just I don't see that happening or anything, you know, whatever combination you want to come up with. Um, I think we're going to get a really close one, and I don't think either team's going to be in the 30s because I think Tampa's defense, when you combine, you know, the pass rush with those, you know, those young linebackers and the Antoine Winfields of the Worlds and the Carlton Davises, and, you know, they're, they're playing good football. And um, by the way, that's one thing I do want to say. I think one of those Minnesota guys is going to make a big play for Tampa, either Winfield on defense or Tyler Johnson on offense. I would agree. One week after another, one of them makes a big play. And like, that's just been kind of a theme that's been building. I could see one of those guys having a big game, not winning MVP. You know how it goes. If Brady wins and he's good in the game, he's going to win MVP, but um, they're going to, you know, be some, they're going to be talked about on ESPN the next morning saying they were the unsung hero in this game. I saw Orlovsky picked uh, Clyde Edwards. He's terrible. I, I can't stand Dan Orlovsky. Really? I like Orlovsky. I like him. I just don't like listening to backup quarterbacks, like, talk, say all these controversial things. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's – I don't disagree with that feeling, but what for Orlovsky, he's the one guy that goes to bat for once on ESPN when everyone else just kicks him while he's down or just absolutely shits on him for no reason. So I like Rolovsky, but he said like Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to rack up over like 150 total yards and get Super Bowl MVP. I'm like, Dan, 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 come on, let's relax a little bit. But then COVID before the game was that, was that like the, the oh, thing? yeah, that was a big topic of discussion that shouldn't have been a topic of discussion at all. I don't know why you're talking about hypothetical COVID diagnoses when, uh, when they haven't happened yet. Like, that's just ridiculous in my opinion. Uh, had COVID. <laughs> yeah. Patrick Mahomes, does he, will he have COVID? And if so, what'll happen? Tune in to find out. It's like, no, like he doesn't, unless it happens. Don't talk about it. Uh, but that's just my personal opinion. Try to get in there. Start like licking his, uh, his hotel door. Like <laughs> Starts licking all the doorknobs. <laughs> like really every doorway. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Gotta love COVID-19. Uh, um, someone's going to clip that and take it out of context 20 years down the line. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you have some mega podcasts and you say, gotta love COVID-19. It's going to be some Karen. I already know it's going to be some Karen, but anyway, anyway, over under, I agree. Take the under at 56. Uh, as for the spread, I would take Tampa Bay plus three. I think that's a huge, huge, uh, opportunity to really cash out the money line plus 144. I'm looking on FanDuel for Tampa Bay. 
I would, I would take that. I think that's, again, the Tom Brady factor to me is just so important. And especially when he has Gronk now this year, I think that makes a huge difference compared to what he had as for weapons towards the tail end of his tenure at New England. I think that's going to be huge. What's up? Jacoby, Nikhil Harry, Jacoby Myers. Oh, my God. Ben, ben, ben Watson on like his third third it was like, like his third time on the patriots yeah Martellus bennett back from retirement like they really brought in all these uh, uh, brendan lafell just go through the, all the old oh, just stuff. go through everyone just bring back everyone just bring back randy moss out of the studio <laughs> yeah the screen ellis yeah well, we'll, of course we've of course them. great legends uh so yeah i think i think tampa bay you're set up to cash out and shout out to uh who's the guy's name mattress mac he bet three and a half million dollars on Tampa Bay to win this game, which I don't know why. I don't know how a mattress guy has that much money to bet on, but apparently he does. Uh, so shout out to him. And I would, I would bet on Tampa Bay, all Tampa Bay, if I'm looking at just outright winners. Uh, but do you have any specific prop bets that you're looking at? Um, honestly, I haven't looked at it that much. I might be letting the pod down here. NFL has been such a bad, it's been such a weird year to bet on. I'm just trying to stay away from it. And obviously I'm, uh, I'm not of age of gambling yet. So we have to keep that in mind. Uh, that is true. This is all hypothetical. This is all in the hypothetical sense. Correct. Um, so I don't have any prop bets that I like, but I really, I, I think if you parlay, I don't know if you can honestly, but Tampa in the money line with the under in the game, that's what I'd lean. Um, you know, Brady, throwing over two touchdowns is probably the line two and a half touchdowns. I could see him throwing three touchdowns, um, you know, 24, 20, I could see those all being passing, but um, besides that, man, I mean, it's, it's just, it's too hard of a game for me to read. I like to play yeah. player props and games that I have a good feel for like the chiefs beating the bills. Like that was one to take, you know, the Mahomes over and, you know, touchdown for Kelsey, those types of things. Yeah. And this game, I feel like anything could happen. So you're kind of, you're basically playing to lose money. So I won't advise that. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that does it here for the black and blue pod. Thank you all for tuning in. Catch us on the next episode. Share this with your friends while you're going out for a walk, taking a shit, whatever you're doing, please share it. Cause that's how this thing gets bigger. And hopefully we can afford an actual studio. So you're not sitting behind a bar for once, but we'll see. We'll see how it happens. What, what's up? It's better than my bed or my car. Right? That is true. It is better than your bed when you're just on your iPhone and just combing your hair. That is better. That is better. <laughs> but thank you all for tuning in. We'll catch you in the next episode from Noah and myself. Thank you so much. And make sure you are keeping an eye on the next episodes that pop up. Thank you so much. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. What's up, guys? Matt here. Thank you all for tuning in to another special edition of the Black and Blue Pod is because of you guys that we get to do something incredibly special and unique. Uh, make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms. If you're not already, make sure to just look up Black and Blue Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, and we'll be one of the first ones to pop up. And there will be a link tree in each bio uh, to point you to other uh, platforms that we're on. Uh, and please, please, please make sure that you're following us, subscribing us on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube, which we're also on. And please do share it with friends, family members, whoever you think may be interested, whether it's 
your parents, your siblings, your dogs, your cats, your neighbors, your neighbors' cats. I don't care. Just please share. Uh, uh, spreading it by word will probably be the best way that this thing takes off. But in the meantime, I'll catch you guys at the next episode. Thank you all again for tuning in. It's because of you guys I get to keep doing this and creating something special. So thanks again a million times over, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Peace.